Uh, we can sit here and start financially planning out how much money you're going to make renting out your house. Yeah. Third Degree, the podcast is brought to you by Soccer90.com. They got everything you can want from the Premier League, Serie A, MLS, and of course, all that sweet, sweet FC Dallas gear. Shop Soccer90.com for all your jerseys, tees, and scarves. Third Degree listeners get 20% off at checkout if you use the code Third Degree. That's 20% off. Soccer9.com, code Third Degree. Some exclusions do apply. Well, hello there, FC Dallas Curious fan. Welcome to another episode of Third Degree, the podcast. This one is episode number 246. Hi, I'm Peter. Dan Crook is not with us this week as he has a uh, family thing to attend and our best to him and his family. So it is just myself and the original. In fact, he's the. I decided today he's the original MLS influencer. Mm. Your hero, my hero, everybody's hero, and yes, the original of ThirdDegree.net, Buzz Carrick. Come in, Buzz. Hi, Peter. Thank you for that uh, introduction. It, it is. This was the first uh, training session today of season 27 of our coverage, which is too short of how long the club's been around. Your coverage, um, Buzz. Yeah. Well, no, you've been here for close to that. You were with me since maybe a season or two after I started, so... I'm just the I'm just the talking box. You're the yeah. one that does all the work. Let's make no. Let's. I want to make. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm actually doing any effort or work here. I'm just the talking box. I was trying to think of who out there has been around as long as me, and the only one I can come up with is like Mark Fiskin, I think, in New York. I don't think Mark's been around quite as long as you. Nope. I don't think uh, Denord has been around quite as long as you. Although he doesn't really cover the team in that sense. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I know, Buzz. There isn't anybody that has been doing this as long as you have. There, you do realize, Buzz, that there you are a rare bird, in that there are guys that really work hard at covering their local team in the United States. But I don't think there's anybody else, a who's completely independent financially from the club that can also like rattle off the starting eleven of the <laughs> U15 team. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, it may be that I'm insane, Peter. It may <laughs> this may not be a good thing. <laughs> I, okay, that's yeah. your version of events. I yeah. think you're just awesome. So I appreciate uh, that. Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, so Buzz, today was your very first opportunity. The weather's been wonky. The uh, schedule for training has been all messed up and things. And today was your very first chance to go out to Frisco, attend training. Uh, and we'll start off with the uh, big news that you had conversations with both Mr. Zanata and Mr. Manager Nico. Yeah, you want to start with the Zanata one? That, that was the- you know, I think this is the way today should go, Buzz. I think you should just kind of unload your brain. And if I got a question I want to ask you, I'll I'll drop okay. in and and spice it up that way. Well, my day started at 5 a.m. because I had to take my wife to the airport. And when I left for that, of course, it was freezing. So I was in, I put on my long johns, got my big heavy coat, my gloves and my hat. <laughs> and by the time I got to Frisco and had breakfast and then and, and took a nap in my truck and didn't get arrested, thankfully, I rolled out to the training at like 9.45. It was already like in the 50s. And so I was way overdressed for, <laughs> for that. And I was disrobing jackets and hats and everything. 
Um, the very first thing I learned on the day was that Ennis Solly is indeed here. And they explained to me very clearly how he's here because he's not 18 yet. And you know, that's a big deal. So they had to get a special permission for him to come in. Uh, technically he's on, he's in right now, quote unquote, on trial because he can't officially sign until, uh, he's 18, which is coming up like next month or something. So it's all clear and uh, legal and they want to make very sh- want to make sure very clearly that I knew and that everybody knew that he was there and not breaking any rules. So that's important when you're talking about a 17 year old kid and labor laws here in the United States. Yes, I'd so, say so. Yeah. What country is he Romanian? Uh, Canadian Romanian, but whatever. Yeah. He's not American and that's important. You know, he has to do it correctly. So they laid out the difference and it's, you know, okay, I've never heard any of this, but I'll, I believe it. You know, it all sounds right. So, this is not MLS rules. This is legal labor rules. Um, the second thing is I was a little bit <clears throat> shocked by all the new players Dallas added that are over six feet tall because FC short doesn't really do that. And all of a sudden there's three or four or five new players that are like six two, six three on the team, except for Ennis Solly, who is a Smurf. He is the tiniest <laughs> dude He's Paul Ariola without muscles. He is a tiny, Whoa. tiny little shrimp. So little he's guy. even. Wait, what was the name of the um, Hungarian kid that was here for a couple years ago? Uh, smaller Man. than that. Yes. Really? God, yes. I can't believe I Shibol forgot his Shun. name. Yes. Yeah. Sabolk Shun. Yes. Yeah. Smaller than that. Now. Smaller he, than Joselito Vaca? Uh, about that size. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, less muscle because he's 17 and Joselita by the time he was here was, you know, was, came here at 18 or whatever it was, but then he was in his twenties for a good chunk of the time. So this kid is a kid and he's a shrimpy, but he's quick and he's skilled and that's nice, but he is clearly the smallest guy on the team, which is fine. So like we said before, you know, it's, he's a, he's a, here's the almost pretend like he's a homegrown, right? He's a project. He's not, he shouldn't be impactful day one or we have a problem. But anyway, uh, Good first impression on him. Definitely skilled. Definitely quick. Uh, not sure that you know it's. One, he's only been here for uh, maybe his first day. I'm not really sure. So he definitely wasn't integrated into the team by any stretch of imagination. But uh, we'll get to the rest of the training stuff later. I think I want to start with Zanata, <laughs> and Zanata had some bombshells for sure to talk about, and I'll just kind of <clears throat> run through some of them. The first thing is, and you'll love this, Peter. <laughs> oh, n- oh yeah, no! <laughs> I'm gonna start with the bad news. They are not signing another center back. I told you. I yep. fucking told you. They're you were not right. signing another. Yeah. I knew it. They're really excited about Omar Gonzalez. Yes. Gosh. Um, coach, coach has a relationship with him going back to the national team. Loves him. Loves his leadership. He's the number three center back. They, they both talked about how he was available every game for New England last year. He keeps himself healthy and fit. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to this in a minute. But uh, yeah, so he's number three. Going along with that, uh, by the time people are listening to this, it probably will be announced, but Amet Corsa is signed. He's re-upped. Um, so he's on the roster f- for sure, too. It's supposed to be announced tomorrow. So so it, hold on a second. Uh-huh. Just, just pause. Yep. So your, your, your center backs for the 2024 FC Dallas season mm-hmm. are Nikosi Tafari. Yes. I'm excited about that. Yep. Sebastian Igbiaga. Yep. Ig- Igbiaba. Ibiaga. Ibiaga. Thank yep. you. Sorry. Yep. Yep. I'm so flustered in this moment. I can't, yeah. even, I can't even talk straight. <laughs> I know. I know. Omar Gazales is three. Yep. And Corsa is four. Yep. 
then, then the kid they drafted, if he's any, if he's worth maybe. signing. Yeah, Humphrey maybe or Western Grain maybe at five possibly, you know, or or maybe you go with Norris, but I don't think it's Norris. I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, so yeah, uh, that's it. Haven't we counted like six foreign center back signings in the league in the last yeah several days across the. Uh, well, this, this is not about the availability. It's about how they're happy with what they got. They're they're in a wait-and-see mode and see how it goes. So, you know, if it goes south, then they'll be able to do something in the summer, I guess, or whatever. But um, they're they're counting on Omar. You know, they were uh, – Zanata was like, oh, you know, it's, he played 17 games last. I was like, oh, my God, he's 35. I literally said that to him. But, you know, look, I, I, I think Omar is a great addition. I do. If he's fourth or fifth, not right. third. And that's – so yeah, no, no, he's he's uh, Martinez's replacement, which is perhaps appropriate in a way. They went for an older guy to replace Martinez. <laughs> Moves about the same amount. Omar's not fast these days, but um, you know, uh, I, I will say one thing: Omar finished very high in the beep test, so he is fit. He came in fit like a real pro. Uh, that's and fine. Yeah, but that's but yeah, you and I both know third. that's yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's the bad news. That's the bad news. It's like, oh my god. All right. So item number two is I, I directly asked about um, the ex Liverpool guy, uh, Divac Origi. 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 Yeah. Origi. Yeah. I, I don't know how to say his name. That guy. Uh, Zanata said that he was indeed offered to them, but they passed. I imagine that that has to do with how much money he would want. Cause you know, somebody said he was on 8 million last year and that somebody else, a reporter, when I say somebody else said something about, he wanted the money that uh, Benteke is getting with DC, which is probably millions and millions, you know, not, not hunt money. So that's, right. I imagine that wasn't even, they were like, LOL, good luck, you know, given how much money he was looking for. Um, but what I will say specifically, as I said to Zanata, I said, well, this is, you, know, you keep getting linked to these strikers. Are you guys actively in the market for a nine? And he said, yes, 100%. They're trying to sign a nine. <laughs> so that idea, that, that idea of Jesus as the off striker, or as coach called it, the 9.5 instead of a nine or a 10 or wing, um, that that's definitely in the cards. They're, they're trying right now to sign one for this window. So, um, keep an eye out because that's that could happen any moment really if you can find the guy you find the guy um and it's good to see some get some confirmation from them that they are actually trying to get better that if you're getting out if you're out going for a nine that's a let's get better signing that's the ambition signing we've been wanting you know will they do a good job will they get a guy we'll see but that's at least an indication that they are uh making an effort to get one so that's good even if it's not well, uh, Origi or whatever his name is. Well, they've made efforts before and that hasn't yeah. gone well. But of course, an, an Origi is, uh, you know, what I fear about the, the Origi news, this is interesting on a couple of levels. First off is uh, I, I, I'm very familiar with the guy. I would not want to sign him for Dallas. I, I have he's one of those guys that I fear Buzz has all the talent in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but much like his career over in Europe, he'd get here and I have no idea what his attitude or mentality would be like. Right. You know, um, I, I don't think it's that it's a it's a function of uh, ability. It's just. Where's his head at? Is he just looking for another big payday gig that he doesn't have to perform? Because I don't think the dude has scored in a league game in over a year. And when he was at Liverpool, he scored a bunch of really, really important goals for them, but it was all as a substitute. 
And when he when they on the few times they started him, he was a ghost. So I, that's not a name. I'm not disappointed to find out they're not willing to spend seven million bucks a year on that guy. But I also am not super. Uh, uh, I, well, no, I, yeah, I'm not confident in their ability to go out and find somebody. And I'm also very curious as to how they've gotten you know, to the middle of January mm. and they haven't found somebody. I mean, there's an entire plan of soccer players to choose from. <laughs> well, they were looking for a particular profile. Coach said, of course, they want somebody that's a bit more of a post-up player because they want Jesus to play and work off of that kind of player. You know, for lack of a better thing, a Blas Perez, or if you're old school enough, uh, Graziani and Christ. That's what mm-hmm. they're looking for. We've always, I've always said, I think you guys probably agree with me that Jesus Ferrer is most like Jason Christ in terms of the previous kind of player he's uh, is compared to guys that have been here. Not like his dad is similarities all. between yeah. the two. Oh yeah, yeah. incredible. Yeah, uh, there, it's, he's like a Christ clone, not as not a dad, his dad clone. He's a Christ clone. So like a, a guy for like Jason used to play off of big strikers. You know, center channel strikers. That's ideally that's what they want. So that, keep an hey, eye out wait. for that. I just dawned on me. Yeah. If if uh, Jason Christ and Jesus had a baby, they could name it Jesus Christ. <laughs> That'd be the most bitchin' line <sighs> in Dallas soccer history. That would be so good. <laughs> Maybe if Jason has a, he probably has kids. I don't know. I've never asked him. I think Jason does funny. have kids. <laughs> yeah. One of you. <laughs> I made uh, myself laugh. Okay, uh, sorry about that. Start, I threw, yeah. us, threw us completely off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so keep an eye on that. Uh, and then also, Zanata says, they actually have a signing lined up. It, not Corsa, another one. That'll be done next week sometime. Uh, not a nine and not a center back, but something else. So they've got a body. Uh, I have no idea how good or bad. He didn't really want to get into it very much, but he did say mm. that they've got one that's in the final stages and it'll be announced maybe a week from now, he said. So um, probably like uh, as they're going to Spain or something like that. So I'm going to make a prediction. Yeah. You want to make bets on what it is? Sure, go ahead. Do you do you have any idea what it is? No, I, no, I have a I have a thing I think it might be, but I don't have any f- factual basis for what, just my education. I think it's I think it's a right back. Oh, do you? Yeah, because um uh, Giovane Hace- Jesus is injured for most of the season. Yeah. And the only other person they've got is Emma. They don't really have a, a, an equitable option if Emma goes down. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could play uh, Junka over there yeah. or move Farfan over there. But I just wonder if it's not a right back. Okay. Well, let's, well, let me put a pin in that. We'll come back to that when we get to the okay. tactics and coach stuff later. Is that cool? Sure. Uh, I will say that my guess is that a wing, because Velasco's out for – Another, they, don't they have like 11 teen wingers on this team? Well, they do, but how many of them are like proven? Oh, fair. Like you got okay. Paul and then you got Bernie, right? I mean, Ansa played as a nine all day today, you know, because if you're gone, if you're, if you're getting a, a striker and playing perhaps a two-striker system, you, you're going to, you know, he's going to be up there a lot more than he's going to be wing. But we'll come back to some of that in the tactic stuff. Okay. But anyway, um, you know, the other options are maybe like, because uh, at one point I talked to coach about tactics, which I'll get to a little bit more, but he mentioned something about Legette and Paxton and, you know, those guys are, were both hurt and then we ran out of bodies. So maybe, maybe an eight as well in there makes a lot of sense because Velasco is more of an eight than he was uh, a wing by the end of the season. So that makes more sense as well. You know, that kind of linking player, perhaps, or, or, or more of a free 8 10 kind of player. So there's, there's lots of possibilities for what it could be. Because um, otherwise, like right now, other than Legette as that free 8, you're looking at Pondeca 
as a free eight or something. So that, that makes a lot of sense too. that position. So we'll okay. see. I, I don't know that they have room for one DP. If they want, they can buy down Paul. And then, so, but, so you might not be looking at a DP for this other player if you're trying to save that for the nine, maybe. So, but you can still be looking at a Tam Gam kind of player, which is what Yarmindi is for that matter. So, you know, it could be really good, or it could be uh, Fakundo, who was also that kind of player, that great of a player. So, uh, and speaking of Paxton, Paxton's hurt. Um, we knew this, though. Yeah. Right? Well, you and I knew this, but we, we haven't oh, talked about right. it very we much. We haven't talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I went to training and I saw him. He's on the side. Now, He's busting his ass on the side. Me watching, I was like, I don't wait, know why wait, he's not hold on. So the good news is, is that Paxton has both of his legs still. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. They're no, both. and he was moving and booking, and it looked great. I don't, I don't know why he went in training. Um, I He went by me at the end, I said hello, and I asked him what happened. And he said he just had a little clean out um, of, the, of the, I think he said his knee. So, But nothing, nothing serious, just a little maintenance. I don't know. That kind of thing happens in players. I'm not super concerned. He didn't seem concerned. The team doesn't seem concerned. But, you know, Paxton Watch, you know how it is. Yeah. He was moving really good, though, so I don't have any worries about him. So he's not point. fat. No, he's definitely not fat. He's definitely okay. not, that, not that time when he sat out for six months and was fat. Yeah, no, not like that. And is there an update on his hair and facial hair situation? Uh, I did not notice facial hair. The hair on the top of his head is the same slowly losing battle and retreat <laughs> that it's been for <laughs> – <laughs> a decade now he's got the yeah. gen z comb over going on yeah okay. he does he does uh it happens i mean it's easy for me to say he that, may be, that he, you know what he may end up being dallas's first comb over player mm. he needs to just go high and tight you know and look like you know so like a me yeah 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 <laughs> I was gonna give him like a, uh, a famous actor, but I couldn't. I couldn't think of one uh, at at Helms or something. You know, not, not <laughs> yeah. you again. Me, Georgie Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Woody me. Harrelson. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Peter Welton. Fair. <laughs> Poor Paxton. We're Poor so, Paxton. We love that guy so much. We love him, but, but he's definitely losing love the war. Give him a kick in the sack. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that because I was uh, worried about the dude, especially when no. I found, heard that he had had knee surgery in the off season. No, he looks good. And he, in fact, I don't think he liked the fact that I asked him about it because he's tired of me having to ask him all the time. Every time I talk to him, he's hurt. But you know. Uh, okay. So where were we? So um, more Zanata talk. Nothing. Yeah, more, nothing. Uh, does Zanata offer to buy you lunch or a coffee or no, no. Uh, he Nico invited me hug? to come to Spain though. Say that again. Nico invited me to come to Spain. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. Well, I mean, not like with the team, but he's like, Oh, you should come bring your wife. I was like, oh, well, next year. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Zanata. Okay. So Jesus Jimenez and Jose Mulato. Uh, Zanata did confirm for me that both those players have been told they're not going to be involved and not to come to camp. They are different in a sense. Uh, Mulatto, you know, two seasons at North Texas, you know, wasn't really looking like he was going to get a lot of opportunities here. And they don't really want to stand in the kid's way of like progression of his career. He, as Anana said, there's a fair number of teams that want them. Because remember, he was the Byron world team guy. And yeah. he said they, there's teams in South America and in Europe that are interested. I mean, it ain't going to be like Byron, of course, but it'll be, they'll be able to move him for something. You know, what nationality and, is he? Colombian. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some teams that are going to want him, you know, just because he's not going to fit in MLS doesn't mean somebody's not going to bag him. And the international slot's a problem for him. And just the glut of guys in front of him when he, in last year, you guys, you saw, I think that he was not able to be very effective at the MLS level, even though he scores bangers at 
uh, North Texas, you know, there's a gap there. So it's, it's not quite there. That's just fine. A small one. Small one. Yeah. Small. <laughs> it's about as wide to run a truck through it, but yeah. So Jimenez is tougher, um, but they're working with Jimenez's agent to facilitate this. They obviously have the buyout in the back of their pocket. They could do the buyout, but you know, they're, they're trying to also want do what makes more sense for both them and for Jimenez because you got to get him to work with you. You know, you can loan him, you could sell him. You know, he's going to want probably to try and keep his salary the same, or I think he's got one year left. So there's probably a question of, well, maybe we get sitting somewhere where they might want you for a couple of years. You know, there's that kind of trade off. They do have the ammo to buy him out if they have to. Um, obviously, they would probably prefer to some other way where they can kind of reduce the cost out of pocket because. On a buyout, you do actually have to pay the guy. You know, they'd probably rather not pay him if they can get away with it. But um, so there's ways to move him out, and and basically that'll clear two international spots and clear, clear two senior international spot. Sorry, two senior roster spots, which is actually really important because um, with Velasco and uh, Giovanni Jesus, uh, you're losing two roster senior roster spots, so you're already down two, and you would have been down two more. So really, you got to clean those up and get them get them out, and that's that's important. So. Uh, and you may be headed this way, but I'm going to ask it. You did did he give you any um, insight as to the plans on putting Velasco or Hayes uh, Giovanni on IR short or long term? No, no. Well, they answered that before that they wouldn't going to do long term. Um, you can do short term, which is a minimum of six games, but um, that'll get you a, a roster spot available, but you doesn't get you cap relief. So there's almost there's not all that much point in doing it unless you've got an extra player laying around. So like the distinction between oh if I want to do that then I'll then I'll keep a guy that I'm, maybe I'm going to loan to North Texas for the year. I'll just keep him up for a little while, you know, for six games or whatever it is. It'll be longer for uh, Velasco's case, but you could sort of already do that anyway. You know, in the sense of like because you have the North Texas movement now, that kind of simple adjustment is not as hard as it used to be. So. Uh, I don't know if they'll bother with that short-term IR. I, I assume they might because, um, but you know, the last few years they've always ran with two open roster slots anyway on the senior team. So those two guys could be those two slots. I don't know. We'll see if we get more clarity on that as time goes on. When they actually get to cut downs, we'll be able to count how many people they keep on the roster um, and, and, and count how many senior spots. And, and along those lines, this is really important. Uh, Nico actually told me, Coach Nico told me that um, Omar Gonzalez, Emet Corsa, and Jimmy Maurer, all three signed uh, the, the, the uh, Garrett uh, Melser called it a team friendly deal. What that means is they signed a deal that allows them to be put on the supplemental roster. So those are three players that you, that would have normally cost you senior spots that they've managed to figure out how to get them down onto supplemental roster and that's important because that doesn't count on the cap it doesn't use up a senior spot this is what they talked about in terms of trying to figure out how to have more depth to help them get through this load wait so that's what they did with omar yes so if they're getting omar on cheap dollars and he's not taking a senior slot on the roster why wouldn't they go out and get another set like a, a a prime level center back i think they want to use it on these other pieces they're still trying to bring in two pieces you know and keep in mind right now peter they're actually way over the limit on players they've got like 35 players in camp yeah. all right so but buzz of no the no i agree with players you. 10 yeah. of those guys or hell 20 of those guys aren't probably mls level ready players yeah 
Well, that's the thing is that that's why they want to have these, so, you know, Omar basically and Jimmy Maurer basically are taking like the league minimum in order to do this. So it's really important. This is the kind of case where like a guy's really wanted to be here in order to make these things happen. And that was why Corsa's deal last year was declined and why he's already been signed and they just haven't announced it yet because of all the Inter-Miami games, the pain in the ass and all that kind of stuff is distracting everybody. So Corsa's on the roster and Omar's on the roster and Jimmy's on the roster, but in these friendly ways. And so you, you'll you'll notice if you look that like oh, there's a bunch of homegrowns that are going to get shuttled down to North Texas in order to make all that happen. But um, this is what we've been talking about all winter, this adjustment of the roster. And I'm with you, though. I think they're nuts that they don't want to go get a center back, but it's what they're doing. So that's where we are, you know. Okay. And the last thing um, I asked about uh, Zanata was Julian Eyestone. And I said, uh, you know, is, is, is it as bad as I hear it is? And he basically said, it's really complicated. And maybe he would tell me more someday in the future. <laughs> so that's a yes. What does that not, mean? That means they're not getting him is what it means. Oh. You know, yeah. It was his way around about saying that, yes, it's as bad as you hear it is. So Yeah, I mean, look, that's a that's a tough situation for this, yeah. uh, for this club because uh, for all the time, effort, and energy, and frankly, money – that they dedicate and put into these kids and only to learn that they really are in many ways powerless to the allure. And as I say, the lifted skirt of the European mm-hmm. club. Um, and I, you know, I'm sure that's where Isone's headed somewhere is somewhere over in Europe, obviously, and on a much bigger opportunity and they end up getting nothing, frankly, for the guy, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I can see why they're kind of hesitant and reluctant to talk about it. Yeah, I, you know, part part of the issue too with him is I think they got blindsided by his acceleration of his high school. You know, when basically he came out a year earlier, they were like, "Oh shit!" You know, uh, different than Weston, where they just weren't they were going to let him go to college for a year, and then Shaka came in. This is one where the kid jumped the gun and went to college before they thought he was going to, and then they were like, "Oh crap!" You know. It, it, you're right. It's a, it's a problem for the entire league. It's not just FC Dallas. Just because this happened at FC Dallas like five times doesn't mean it's not a problem for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This is more like Weston than it is like Jogo, who went, went early. Sure. But I, I would say if, in fact, that version of events is true, that somehow they were surprised to find out that he accelerated his, uh, you know, uh, academic career. Yeah. Then that tells me there's like all of the things that should be in place from a personnel standpoint, aren't in the right place because that's something they should know. Yeah. they Shouldn't they, they be talking to these kids on like a monthly basis just to track them and, you know, if they've got their eye tagged on a guy to sign that's really important to the long-term value of the club, I think you'd, you'd like to know that they at least know when the kid's planning on leaving high school. Yeah, they, they – um they don't have enough staff in the academy, you know, and it's a question of spending money. They they count on the parents and the kids to communicate with them academic stuff, you know, because like if you're having academic problems, they won't put up with that. They'll they'll sit you down if you're not keeping up your grades, if you're having school problems. There's been kids they've ejected from the academy because, over school issues before. Um, so you know, but they don't have a, hmm. a person whose job it is to monitor that. You know, they just count on you to tell them that. And I'm not sure. I don't know for sure, but I'm not sure that I still told them he was graduating early or not until all of a sudden he was, you know. So he obviously told Duke he was. <laughs> I don't know if he told, 
the, the club he was or not. You know, yeah. I, he might have told the academy, and the academy didn't necessarily make a big like, holy crap, you guys better pay attention. And you know, the has got other things to do. You're, you're right. If that's what caused the biggest issue, they need to figure that out. You know, I would say generally speaking that the academy staff is just not big enough to have like this month by month, you know, checkup with your very best products. There's a lot of people down there. Um, I'm, uh, uh, but I also don't want to make excuses for the fact that in the end, they can't afford to match what I think Iceland's going to get. I think in the end, that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, tracking or not, or whatever, at the end of the day, the, uh, yeah. the club very easily can get out bid for its best players. Oh. If they're not unable to get them to sign, uh, deals. That's so. what happened to Weston is that yeah. by the time Shaka came in, Dallas was blown out of the water before they even got in the water. Well, I mean, but you know what? That happened in the very earliest days of the academy and homegrown signings and things like that. I mean, it was a much different time in the league. So much has taken place between then and now. I mean, how many people have they signed to homegrown deals between Weston and Istone? What are they uh, up to? 28 or 30, right? So they know how to do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's not the mystery. At the end of the, and I think that's really the hardest part of this is they know how to do it. But there are going to be those times where they have players that are so exceptional and so good, they are utterly powerless to get them to come actually sign a deal professionally with them. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I've, I've heard through the grapevine that Istone changed agents at the last minute. So I do wonder if, um, you know, first agent was like, you know, going along with MLS and all of a sudden some agent maybe came in with this big money or whatever. And they were like, oh, crap. And, jumped. Yeah. you know, because I say changed agents. Uh, you don't sign with the agent until you actually are signing a contract. So, like, they, all you can do up until that point is just advise a player who's a, ch- a youth who's under the age of 18. You can just advise them. You, so there's not like he fired a guy. He hadn't signed with any agent yet. So, you know, you can change on a whim when you don't really have a, one officially. You only have an advisor. Yeah. So, well, look, that's a, that is the unfortunate byproduct of this club being so good and arguably the best in the league yeah. at producing talent. I mean, it just is. It's not like Houston that can't <laughs> generate yeah. talent to, for themselves, much less the rest of the world. Look, and at the end of the day, it's it'll be interesting to see where uh, Istone ends up because that, for me, will yeah. dictate whether or not I decide it's a, a good uh, opportunity for him. Yeah, I will say 100% that, like, from what I'm understanding is that it's not 100% done. Like he's not signed, he's not 18 yet, so he hasn't signed anything, but it's just not looking good. I, I know Zanetta is still talking to them and trying to salvage something, so maybe he can figure something out. But yeah. um, in the meantime, it's definitely going in the wrong direction uh, in terms of that. So, um, so is Zanetta nice to you? Yeah, he's always very nice to me. It's just hard to get him sometimes, you know, because he's got. Ask him not the hard like, questions. Yeah, it's not. Well, I, I ask questions that people don't ask, but he also doesn't come to training that often. And when he does, he usually stands over there on the coach's side of the field, and I can't actually go over there. So unless I like wave him over and he sees me, or if I tell the PR guy to go get him or whatever, I don't get him as much as I might like. I have this image of you trying to walk over to the coach's side and somebody running over and tasing you. <laughs> uh, it might not go that far, but it might be like, hey, what are you doing? You know, like I'll give you an example. Like they have. The main training field that they use, um, you know, we the media go in the gate right by the stadium, right there by the where the walkway is, right, right where that little shed is. And then at the other end of that field is an angle by the parking lot. There's a big, huge gate, and when they go to the next field over to train, all the players walk through that gate, and we the media are not allowed to walk through that giant space. We have to walk back out and walk around to the other field. So like that's you can't. 
I'm allowed to go up and down one sideline basically. So that's so about stupid. it. Well, you know, it's uh, back in the day, there were coaches that knew me a lot better that would invite me to come over or me and everybody else that was there all the time. Tobias, Steve Davis, we would go stand right next to the drills, you know, and, but we're not allowed to do that these days. So it is what it is. That's not a battle worth fighting. It's just kind of funny. You know, that, that rule, the particularly like what gates you can go through originated during COVID and they just never relaxed it. They just kept it after that, which is hard to blame them for, I guess, in a way. Um, <sighs> all right. Player well, safe space and all that kind of stuff. Thanks, Andre, for the chat. Yeah. Uh, here's one more thing I found out. Ennis Solly's going to wear number 99, and I hate that. That's so stupid. But <laughs> Can I ask, uh, so have you decided it's Ennis, or is, I thought it was Anise Solly. Oh, I swear somebody said Ennis to me today. Well, no, that's why I'm asking, because you're out with people, and maybe because I thought the pronunciation guy had it as Anise but maybe it is. I Ennis. have I like, have the sheet in front of me right here, and I will see what it says. I'll tell you a funny story about that. Um, I, maybe I've told this before, but uh, Tarek Scott, his name is Tarek. I called him Tariq for literally four years. Yeah, you and, and me and both. I, and I was like, oh, it's Tarek. And people, like literally coaches in the academy are like, I've been calling him Tariq for four years. <laughs> it's like the kid never said anything. It's uh, Tarek. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's on him for not saying anything because the people that played with him were calling him Tariq. Okay, it says E-ness, E-E, big capitalized, E-ness. Enes. Yeah, Enes, sorry. So it's not a niece, it's, it's not, not Ennis, it's, it's not, Enes. It's not a niece, it's Enes. Enes, okay. E-E, big capitalized, N-E-S, small. E-ness. So I was right, Enes, sorry. So anyway, he's 99. So it's like penis without the P. Yeah, Okay. exactly. Um, <laughs> wow. Anyway, he's always—I think he's always wanted seven because he's always worn seventy-seven. But Kamigo um, has seventy-seven. Who also wants seven? Everybody wants seven. So he's wearing ninety-nine, maybe for Gretzky. I don't know because he's Canadian, and, and I hate it. I'm sorry, Buzz. It's all right. You could tell him my penis joke. Yeah. When, when, when I'm a billionaire and I buy the team, no, no numbers over thirty ever. That's the rule. Um, okay. That's a tiny roster you have there, sir. Yeah, well, it's a 30-man roster Major League Soccer. Learn to love it. Um, anyway, okay, so that's... Are all your academy kids going to wear three-digit numbers like the Mexican clubs? No, no. no see, that's that. what I want to see. Not doing that. I hate oh, okay. that. Okay. I mean, I get it culturally, but I hate it. I didn't always tar on me. Because okay. um, I would not want to wear that kind of number renew. All right, I'm, I've totally derailed this. Uh, yeah. So you're yeah. done talking to Zanata, then you run yeah. over and you give Nico a big hug. Yeah, Nico gave Nico a big hug. He invited me to come to Spain. It was just cool. Right. He's like, oh, you should come. It's beautiful. I was like, well, I said, because I told him I had before. I used to go to La Manga, and I went. He's like, oh, yeah, you should come. Bring your wife. I said, maybe next year. So that's on the table. That'll be fun. All right. Uh, so what I wanted to mention under uh, talking to Nico is that I, I brought up the beep test because we, we've reported that um, Yaramini won it, and then Diego Garcia, who's the 17, 18-year-old kid, was second. And Junka was third, Sam Junka. Apparently, Omar Gonzalez finished really high as well. And I was talking to Coach about that. And he talked about how it's it's a lot of it is mental. And he actually was really proud that of uh, Yaramendi and Gonzalez both because it shows that how professional they are. They both came in in great shape, ready to go, and sort of demonstrated to everybody else what's at stake and how you have to be. And I think that's actually a good point. Um, I'm sure there's also a correlative of, oh, you don't want an old guy to be your best player, but that comes back again to the idea that it's mental. It's not just physical. It's all, you got to be able to have fight through a wall 
with your mind and your, your willpower and because it is very incredibly difficult to do, of course. So I don't know if you have a you, well. I, you I just I, when you that. when when you reported that the oldest guy on the team won the beat yeah. test, I was I I wondered if that says more about the player or everybody else on the team because it's not like it's one thirty six year old and a bunch of eighteen year old guys. Yeah, there are a lot of guys in there that are in the prime of their career mm -hmm. that I think should be beating the thirty six year old at the beep test. <laughs> Well, um, and I know it's mental. I know that the yeah. mentality part of it is a huge part of it. But I also think there's a list of these guys that should have the mentality to be winning, uh, be winning the beep test. Yeah, I, I would agree with you um, on some level. Now, well, Coach, can I throw Co in one other one well, other yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Let me good. throw in one other thing. This also brings me back. Remember, at this time last year, when Nico Estevez was having his uh, conversations with the media. You remember how he remember how we kept talking about his repeated use of the word um, mentality, complacency, yeah, and not being complacent. And we yeah. kept thinking, we kept asking ourselves, why does he keep bringing up complacency? And then as the season played out, it was like, oh, now yeah. I know yeah. why, because he thinks everybody just was jerking off during the off season, and uh, and that's what makes me think about this, which is your oldest dude wins the beep test, and it makes me wonder: has everybody just been stick sitting around with their thumbs up their butt all off season? Yeah, he actually was raving about how uh, you know Yarmendi and, and mentality, and he was like, and he he like he said it was such a hammer down of like this is what it takes to compete at a real level, you know, and what an eye opener, a wake up call it was for like the whole team to see that and be like, holy crap, you know, uh, and I think it's probably true. Now, but keep in mind, that, but doesn't yeah. that bother you that they oh, yeah. needed to have their eyes opened? Yeah, they're not a bunch of high schoolers they're professionals yeah. they're getting paid a lot of money i know but you know sometimes people get complacent yeah you know uh immediately passing did not take part in the beep test i think he would have and neither did well. jesus neither did jesus Ferra. he wasn't there didn't he oh is he there no, he's here yeah oh, that's right yeah, he is here. Are, um oh no Nicosi. jesus i thought maybe was still coming off his uh injury situation no he's good he, he did he did the beep test okay. um Nikosi Tafari and Bernie Camugo are missing because right, they're right, at nasty right, right. camp. No, I thought I thought Paxton and Jesus didn't do it because of injury situations. Mm, no, just Paxton. Okay, Jesus was in it. God, I'd love to know where Jesus ended up. Yeah, I didn't ask. I didn't. Ask. I don't have the poor finishers. Other than it's always keepers. Those are that's good. a failure on your part as a reporter. Boss. I know. I know. Well, I should have just been there. I don't know. I'll ask somebody I know that was there. I'll see what he says. Okay. Um, without adding him. So what? What else did Nico say? Um, oh, well, we, there, if one thing when training was that there was a whole lot of today, three, four, three and four, four, two. And I was like, are you abandoning your four, three, three? And he said, no, I just want to be able to play all these different formations. And so I want to drill it a bunch. He really likes the switch and I don't like it, but he really likes it. You know, and both of those formations use Jesus as not as a nine. So Jesus played the whole day today as a wing or as an off striker. So they really are all in on this idea that he's not going to be the nine. Um, you know, Ansa was at nine. Logan Farrington was at nine, you know. So that's definitely in the cards, if you will. And then other than that, it was it was just um, a lot of some talk about, uh, oh, he told me they're going to, they're upgrading some more facilities um, there at the at the Toyota to do some things inside. I, I didn't get really into specifics, but some more 
health and fitness kind of things like they did last year, some more of that kind of stuff. So. He pulled his phone out and showed you photos of the no, new yeah. kit. No, 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 okay. I wish. Um, and uh, and we talked a little bit about Spain and, and how excited they are to go against some of these teams from other leagues and yeah. and, and try and, and have those other coaches that are around there that are scouting and and you know picking up these other tactics and lessons and and I think it's really great. And they're going to um, uh, Wichita Falls. They left today for Wichita Falls. The coach was you know team exercise getaway sequester you know military base and that also that clinic at the university and all that stuff so that's all happening so it's funny we've i don't even know how long we've been talking now but you've mentioned long we've had long conversations uh, about two discussions with two key players in the front office and i've not yet heard you mention the inner miami game on monday with either one of them yeah i mean i didn't really talk to him about it because it's just you know it's a training game I mean, they're not involved with it. You know, they're just playing in it. They don't. Yeah, have but I mean, I'm surprised they didn't go. We have to do this, and this is how we're. I mean, none of that came up in terms of. No. Really. Wow. You know, the, the only people that brought it up were the PR people that said that they're getting absolutely crushed by it because it's such a complicated shit show. Yeah, you I'm know. interested in figuring out how many tickets they've sold because. Um, Doesn't look like it's very many to me. No, because all yeah. the season ticket people, you know, the, the the season ticket holders that converted their tickets are all getting really killer seats at cheap prices. Yeah. Certainly way better than what the face values were being were for on sale uh for, yeah. from the uh Fair Park ticket site. I you know just I think it goes to show that like particularly here in America, like it's a preseason game it doesn't count. Nobody cares, you know, like I'm not paying $300 to see Messi when it's a scrimmage. He's even going to play. The weather's going to be shit, you know. Yeah. Well, and it would be, I mean, if the weather's crappy, all bets are off. But if it's a nice day, which it doesn't look like it's going to be, the walk up could be pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, fair. Because that's the only, the only, you can only buy tickets at the stadium on the day of the game. I saw that in the, mm. in the, in the list okay. too. So, yeah. All right. Interesting. Okay. Um, I brought up with Coach Nico the idea of, may, oh, you know, I asked him if they had, if they had any interest in, for example, my idea of sending, Antonio Carrera on loan to get him some, you know, top flight games. Cause again, he's passed by North Texas basically. And they said, you know, potentially we're, we're kicking the tires on a couple of things. Cause they want to invest in him. You know, he's a keeper for the future that they have signed. <laughs> so the one they got, so, you know, they're trying to invest in him and, and um, they may decide that the best thing for him is to get some sort of rip of games, whether it be a whole season with a right of recall or whether it just be a certain stretch or whatever. You know, he mentioned like they'd done with Colin Smith and and Iwatoa Masi, and you know, and all Jesus went to Tulsa once. I mean, even even Jesse Gonzalez way back in the day went to like I think it was Pittsburgh or somewhere. You know, these kind of things are good. Versus, you know, if he is here uh, in camp here, they do want him to push as hard as he can to be the number two. You know, and that's a discussion that'll happen over time whether mm -hmm. whether him or Jimmy is really the number two. Okay, um, and that's about about it for talking to Nico. Um, and then we can just talk about training if you want, like some first impressions on guys. Yeah, I want to hear more about your um, Ines. Uh, Ines. Wait. Ines. Penis. Ines. Ines. Yeah. Ines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Qu quick, quick, bursty skill. I'm going to really regret coming up with that. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry, yeah. Buzz. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, obviously, uh, inexperienced kid, but. Uh, boatloads of talent, you know, really exciting to watch the skill set, you know, see, see how quickly he could burst through, 
gaps and, and charge forward and, uh, you know, not a, not a ton of like full field game to really evaluate like a full game. But I mean, clearly you can see why they sign him as a, there's a bags of skill there. You know, we'll see if he can actually play. Those things are different. Um, but you know, first impression was really skillful players. So, um, but then again, I, I held that same impression with Isaiah Parker, who again right. today is a really skillful player. You know, that doesn't always mean that you play the way the coach wants or has your brain work the way it should work and make the right decisions. And I want to come back to brain in a minute, but if you suddenly get a question there. Well, I was just going to say, but the difference between Parker and Solly is they've gone way out of their way to get this Romanian kid over here. So I assume they know he fits the system. Yeah, I would hope so. Gosh, if they didn't, that would be, I mean, he better, you know. Are they really counting on anything out of this guy this season? Not the, not, not the beginning. Oh, okay. That, again, that's why, you know, I, I think there's some possible value of the, of, the, of the sign they're working on that could be potentially a winger or an eight in that sort of same ballpark. Um, anyway. So, you look, you've been following this team and this club in its entire existence. Mm-hmm. Does his size concern you at all? No. No. Because he's not, he's not so small that um, it's a problem. He's just polyareola size you know and 17 mm-hmm. instead of 27 you know so it, he's he's short that's okay he's not too short you know there is a there is a point at which it's ridiculous and you can you're just too small you know but we don't ever see that really happen i mean he's he, he's probably taller than um the mvp in in cincinnati you know Acosta, oh, Acosta? really he's okay. five three or something right so i think he's taller than that but only barely you know Depends on how tall you believe Paul Ariola really is, because he's about that same height. But he's a uh, is he a good baller? Oh yeah, yeah yeah, very skillful. Okay, Solly, yeah. So if if you saw him as a seventeen year old playing on the U nineteens, you'd go, okay, this kid's got something. Oh yeah yeah, he's that level. That's oh what I'm super. Asking. Oh yeah yeah, okay. yeah yeah yeah. All right yeah. Oh yeah, he'd be top of the homegrown list. Yeah, he'd be like, dude, get that kid signed. You know, for sure. Yeah. He's not. He's not so small that you'd be like, forget it. No, he's definitely skilled. <clears throat> but they go for a lot of guys like this. I mean, they got a, several kids in the academy that are this kind of player. And since he's, I'm assuming since he's half Canadian, he speaks English well. I don't know. I would assume so. Okay. I mean, you know, he went to. I think he went to high school somewhere in here for you know in Canada for a bit. I mean, I don't, but I have no idea. I okay. just assume so. Uh, being Canadian, I can't imagine he's not. Tell me all about the kick-ass collegiate striker that Logan Farrington hit a bucket load of goals this season. Yeah, well, he moves better in person than he does on tape. I was actually really pleased when I was watching him in a small-sided drill. Uh, he reads the game really well, moves really well, could handle the ball in tight space. So, yeah, all all signs of a really quality player there. Um, you know, when you get into a full field, it's very different. And the, the most I saw today was about a two-thirds field um, where he, you know, got some touches. It was more only, it was only about 15 minutes. So, uh, but there's definitely some quality there. And more, I like him more than I did just off the tape. Um, you know, got some good shots on in the drills and stuff and, and has potential. Now, you know, like considering that like the first day I saw Cobra, within two minutes I was like, oh, no. And then six minutes later I was like, oh, fuck, this guy's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then this wasn't like that. This was like, oh, yeah, good. I like it. Nice player. You know, so really positive first impression from him. Uh, he is tall. That's good. Good size on him. Yeah. And can and can ball. So, 
Uh, we'll see how good his decision making is in a full field hit the ball hard game. Uh, he didn't really get any um, like open big blasting shots like that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the place he was most effective actually was the small space drills. When he got into the full full field drills, he was on a team that was a lot of youngsters and he didn't get a whole lot of the ball. That's not really his fault. Okay. Um, Turner Humphrey, who's the second round pick. I quite like gave me big Nikosi Tafari vibes, really rangy and strong. So he was and good one-on-one defending. Like, so he could get the ball off of guys quite well, but then he wasn't sure what to do with it. Once he got it, uh, his feet were <laughs> tidy. So he didn't turn it over. So it's not like he's Lucas Bartlett where he's panicking and, and turning the ball over and it's bouncing everywhere and he's kicking it out of bounds and stuff like that. Poor Bartlett. He, he was actually pretty tidy with the ball. You know, was able once he won it, he's able to keep it away and shield it off. He just didn't really know what to do with it right away, but he was able to hold it for a second and then people could show for him and they'd be like, oh, here we go. And they would get it out. So um, not at all nervous. Like, like Bartlett was nervous. This kid wasn't nervous. He was up for it. So, uh, what college? Really, where did he? What college did he go to? Oregon State. Oh, that's right. They, they yeah, always drive right. only after Oregon State guys. Beavers. Uh, yeah, the from beavers. the one game, the one Oregon State SMU game, drafted <laughs> everybody from that game. Yeah, <laughs> I almost asked Coach about that, but then I I wait until ask him some other day. Um, but yeah, I, good first impression from him. I, I liked it. You know, I think I don't know that he's going to make the FC Dallas roster, but maybe he can because. Like I said, they're not getting that extra center back. There might should be a spot for him. We'll see. Okay, well, let, let, let's put it this way. All right, you've only seen him a very little bit, but yeah. you also, it's not like you've seen Corsa a ton. Yeah. If you just based off what you've seen, would you put him on the roster over Corsa? Uh, yes, because I think he may have more upside than Corsa. Okay. Uh, uh, he's a little more rangy. Uh, I like that in a player. Okay. Um, all right, the last pick, Mads Western Western Grain. He uh, is not as rangy. He's a bit of more of a stay-at-home guy. Funny enough, he looks just like Nolan Norris. I kept getting him confused. Um, you know, seemed like a solid player. Didn't blow me away. wasn't wasn't terrible. So I don't I don't know what'll happen with him. The problem is he's an international. Will he take a North Texas gig? It's a super long shot that he would make the FC Dallas roster. That's very, very unlikely just because of the numbers. But, you know, it didn't look out of place. So kind of a, yeah, okay, fine, kind of review on him. No big deal. Um, other stuff from training, like I said, uh, Isaiah Parker looked good again. Um, uh, Nolan Norris played midfield most of the time. His touch is so good. You know, if he was a center back, he'd be the best passing and dribbling center back. But he's... He looks improved. Um, Are you surprised at all? They're not giving him a run at center back. No, I think I think I think they think more likely he's going to be in the um, midfield. Hmm. He's he's just a, he's a, he's an inch or two shorter than you might like to be a center back. I think it's not I think it's not out of the woods yet that he won't play some center back. Um, I, I don't think they're hundred percent sold on where he's going to be. But playing him in midfield challenges him more in terms of passing in his feet anyway. So it, it's a higher pressure environment so you can really learn a lot playing in there as it is okay um what else was i gonna say um oh uh, alahandu urzura who's the uh, newest homegrown having had one of the hybrid deals you know where he was north texas last year and homegrown this year he looks quite confident and mature which is really nice he's grown a little bit that was all really good signs with him um a couple of North Texas guys they had up looked pretty good. I mean, they, they the guys they have up are some of their very best North Texas players. 
So that was that was nice to see. I was surprised to see Thomas Pondeca play right back today. That was weird. I think of him, you know, he he really accelerated as when he made him an eight last year um, from instead of a wing. And so today he played right back. And I was like, what is going on there? I think it was mostly because the in a three four three, they need like these Dante Sealy kind of wide outside wing backs, you know. Um Tariq Scott, Tark Scott, excuse me, was out, run around, looked good, moving around. So just glad to see him back after his um, uh, double, you know, MCL, ACL last year horror. Uh, and his brother, of course, is on the team now too. So they both look exactly alike. And <laughs> they don't look exactly alike. I can tell them apart, but they they look very, very similar. Uh, and that's about all I really got, I think, right. off of. Um, no big it, surprises, no stunning moments, no. Cool no training story to tell. Nobody fell over like a got shot by a sniper, embarrassed themselves. Well, there was nobody that was like, "Oh my god, this guy is total crap." There was nobody like that, which well, is actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> but that's an improvement considering there have been times where that has been the case. Yes, you know whether it be uh, Bartlett or whether it be um, uh, Cobra, you know, or Coleman or you know, nothing like that. You know, and the, and the guys I was looking forward to seeing the draft picks. I was like, oh, looks looks pretty good. the The big problem, of course, is that it is just one day, and I won't see them before they play Inter or go to Spain. I won't see them again. You know, and until you play somebody, you never really know. Like everybody looks great in training when you're playing yourself, and then when you finally go play another team is when you really find out. So we're gonna find out real quick. Mm. Um, you know, I Ansa playing more nine than wing was kind of there. Logan playing nine a whole way. They obviously think quite highly of him, that they're dumping other people basically to keep that kid. So no Bernie, no Nikosi. They weren't They weren't there. That really is about it. All right. Well, I, look, I hope the Logan kid turns out to be a winner for them. But you and I both know that history tells us the odds of a draft pick yeah. striker, you know, hitting double-digit goals is very, very rare in the history of this league. I know it yeah. happened in Orlando last season, but that is definitely the exception to the rule. Yeah. Daryl DK, that's about it. Yeah. You know, no one's done it. I mean, there have been many seasons where the leading scorer for FC Dallas didn't have double-digit goals, let exactly. alone like a college draft pick. Um, but, you know, I I did talk to Coach about, you know, we got we to gotta get more goals. We got to find goals. They know. So, uh, you know, it won't shock me. I mean, we know they're out looking for a nine. And it won't shock me to see them, you know, get somebody that can help contribute to that goal total, bringing back again the idea of uh, an eight or a free eight, maybe a 10 kind of player, a guy that can get assists other than since they've lost Velasco for basically the year. I mean, coach, not coach, it's not a pushback on that. Well, I don't know where you heard basically the whole year. It's like, dude, I've seen these knee injuries. Knee injuries. I know how they go. You know, um, I don't care that Velasco's already got the brace off and he's doing all this stuff. It's like the odds of him coming back and being impactful next year are slim. So, you know, you got to get through the bulk of the season. So it wouldn't shock me to see a player in that capacity. You know, how much money they want to spend, we'll see. You know, I think my other big takeaway is there's all there's a bunch of kids in, in, in training. I think they're there just more for their development. Like, I think there's 10 guys in training right now that have no shot at all of making the first team. But that's not why they're there. You know, they weren't signed for that. Even if they're homegrowns, they're not really for that first team. You know, we talked about the develop the, the the older guys that are taking these supplemental slots. You know, that's pushing those kids down to North Texas. You know, so that's kind of where we're at. Uh, I, I'm really pleased to hear them talk about. Uh, uh, of course, no center back that sucks. 
But the fact they're going to get another player and they're going after a nine finally is the first sign of at least some level of ambition to get better. So rather than just hold Pat, and that's that's good. They got to now deliver, but, you know, it's the signs of life, right? So, Well, um, yes and no. I, I, it'll all depend on the end result in terms of oh, who yeah. they sign. Of course. Um, of how we determine how ambitious they are. But making Omar Gonzalez your number three center back does not flash ambition to me. Well, it saves you a bunch of money, I guess, that you can use other places, I suppose. Okay. I think it's a terrible idea, Peter. I'm with you. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just Well, I'm that. more concerned about it now that you told me how they've actually gotten him on the roster at practically yeah. nothing. And it's like, well, that would give you all the more reason to go out and get another top quality center back. And Nikosi's really cheap, too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, Sebastian should be three, Omar should be four, and there should be some kick-ass other center back, young yeah. prime player center back, paired with Tafari. That's absolutely what should be happening here. Uh, and I agree, and, and all the national writers said the same thing. Not that you needed validation that I knew what I was talking about, but... No, you know, they all just listened to what you said and <laughs> wrote it down and spit it out themselves. Maybe so, maybe so. I don't think so, but maybe so. You're the original buzz. That's uh, what they do. They yeah, trust I mean, you. Look, it's pretty clear, you know, that they they jettisoned Martinez because he wasn't good enough, and they signed a player that's probably basically the same, except that they know him and trust him and like him. So, but it's no, like, I think Omar is better at uh, defending in open space. Like I, I, I he I is an that. improvement over Martinez, but he's not the. He, I, I, I'm trying to. I'm. I was looking forward to a season. Where neither, where Sebastian Ibiaga was not your second center back. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have had two center backs. I wasn't worried about. So now I'm always going to be worried about one of the center backs. Yeah, you know whether it's Omar, or whether it's Ibiaga, I'm always going to be concerned. Yeah. So you know, maybe a year or two later, you know, I mean, listen, there's a great value to having Omar here, but just not the three. Yeah, yeah. The, the value of the Omar signing is all down to. Uh, where he come, you know, as, as long as he wasn't the only one, he would be an outstanding fourth, but he yes. should or third. He should. He. Oh no, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They just yeah. Okay. I wanted two center back signings. I will say that the grizzled you know, veteran home guy from Skyline, awesome. But let me also get some young prime player that's going to kick somebody's ass out there and be able to chase uh, and have some pace. I will say some of the issue in terms of bringing in bodies has to do with how you get rid of um, Jimenez. Because, you know, if you do a straight buyout, he's 100% off the cap, but then you have to eat $1.6 million. So, you know, there are ways you can get rid of him where you can have some level of cap hit so you don't have to eat the whole thing, maybe. It's not there's a there's a hundred little rules about how you get rid of players, um, and it it can be very complicated. Every time it happens, some new wrinkle or rule sort of pops up. So I can't even begin to define you for all the different ways you can get rid of Jimenez. But you know there there are some ways to do it that are better for your cap than others, and some ways that are sort of better for your bottom line than others. Right. And you know the hunts are going to hunt, so we'll see how they manage to get rid of the guy and what kind of cap hit they end up having to take on the guy. And that maybe that is part of what is going to taking some time on these other guys is determining how you do that. So, all right, uh, we're, we're now we're just to the point where we're repeating ourselves. Am I okay? Well, no, me too. We both are. We're just yeah. we're just covering. Yeah, I I want to I want to move on to something else. Okay. I want your your wife is a real estate agent. Yeah. And I want to know if you and the lovely Mrs. Carrick have had a conversation 
about how much money you're going to make by renting your house out <laughs> since you're walking distance from AT&T Stadium where the World Cup final is going to be held in 2026. How, how much do you think I can get for renting it for a month and a half? How much do you think I can get? Dude, I, 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 like seriously, how far are you like, uh, are you, wa- you're not walking distance from the yeah. stadium, are you? It's, it's exactly one mile from my door to the door of Cowboy okay. Stadium. Then my answer to your question is probably if you rent it, I bet you could, I bet you could do 10 grand. Yeah. You think? Oh, for a month and a half. Yes. Yeah. For how many bedrooms? Uh, two, two, but two with an office. I bet you could. Yeah. Maybe more. I the market will tell, but I just I as soon oh, as and I have a garage apartment too. Sure about that. Oh, yeah, dude, you're going to clean up. Yeah, I got a couple of years to get this place in ship shape. I don't even know how ship shape you need to put it in. You, <laughs> should, you don't spend all your profit uh, getting it nice. It's just as long as it's presentable. Uh, somebody will rent that thing from yeah. being so close to the stadium. Uh, apparently, apparently my street is like the last one you can be a uh, Airbnb for in the entertainment oh. district. So literally like half the houses on my block are Airbnbs. See, so. here's the thing. I wouldn't even bother Airbnb in it. I wouldn't yeah. give Airbnb Airbnb that slice of the deal. <laughs> you could just put no, an no. ad out yeah. and just do it on your own. I wouldn't do it through them if I was going to do it. I would just yeah. do it because I know people. Or you could just stay there and walk to the stadium every day. Yeah, I might. I might go to a lot of games. Hell, I may come live with you for a month yeah. and a half. You can come park in my driveway if you go to a game. Save yourself uh, will, 50 bucks. I will absolutely take yeah. you up on that one. Dan did uh, that. Dan, Dan parks in my driveway to go to some wrestling <laughs> over there. <laughs> That's awesome. He was very excited. Yeah. Uh, all day that the, you know, we've all been kind of working under the premise that Dallas was the lead city of the three up for the final. And then somebody leaked, uh, I guess some rumor hit the mill, the news uh, cycle today that Dallas is going to be announced. And then, FIFA had to make an announcement about the announcement, which now I guess is going to happen on February the 4th. Yeah. I got a casita too. I can rent out my casita, my trailer. Dude, you are going to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> you were a landlord. I was uh, going to say you and Amy should probably live in the casita. Yeah, I rent out the house. And yeah. rent out the house and the, and the garage apartment for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Or live in the garage apartment or something. Yeah. I don't know. but uh, Go stay at my dad's house. Go stay at your dad's house. Do something. I, you're so close to the stadium. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I uh, walk to Cowboy games when I work them. I mean, you know? Buzz, yeah. I just, the idea that we're, like, just the World Cup coming back to DFW is amazing unto itself. But the idea yeah. they're going to play the World Cup final in our town or in our Metroplex or anywhere near us is, I just find to be unbelievable. Yeah, I, we probably won't be able to get final tickets, but I'm going to go to as many games as I can here in Dallas, how many they have. Oh, I'm sure they're going to have group stage. I'm sure they'll have yeah. some knockout bef- in the final. I'm, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, there's no way Jerry's going to talk them into doing this and spend all this time and money and uh, not have as many. I bet they have like eight games there or something like that. Wow, that'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. You know, and somebody else pointed out, and that I a while ago to me, it's part of the allure of them doing this is the not just the fact that it's a hundred thousand, hundred thousand uh, attendance stadium right there, but there are two other stadiums within walking distance. Yeah, that they can have watching parties and do fan events in. That's part of their bid was that the World Cup final they can fill up those other two stadiums and literally have like two hundred fifty thousand people, you know, over yeah. here for the yeah. 
Yeah. And by then, maybe by the year 2026, there'll be some sort of new technology where they can hologram the game on the surface, mm. and you can watch the hologram version wow. of the World Cup final in both Choctaw and Globe Life uh, in real time. Let, that would be. Let's have an olds check. How many games did you go to in 94 at the Cotton Bowl? I did not go. I was not living here at the time. Oh, I went to three. Yeah. You three of bastard. the five, I think, that there were. I was at the Germany South Korea game where, which was where South Korea was winning like two nothing, and Germany came back and won three two. I think it was. Wow. I went to I went to Bulgaria Argentina, mm. and I went to um, what's the third game? Something like Sweden Nigeria. Something that was like a whatever, but it was still awesome. <sighs> well, uh, good luck to us here in the Metroplex, for sure. Um, okay, anything else, Buzz? North Texas SC opens camp February 1st. That's the only thing I really got to meet. Yeah, I know you don't care, but I care. Um, anything else you wanted to ask me about that, that from I, training? Well, or? I kind of threw it in there. Did anybody bring up the kit? I'll have to just, just, just default. No. Uh, okay. We don't have any more on that. Mm, nothing on the kit other than I, Are they, I feel strongly that we're right on our guess. They're reviewing. Well, have we have we posted a guest online at all? Okay. Not yet. Not Do yet. we have a, a final mock-up from Dan? No, no, I, not yet. He's he's close, but we were waiting for media day, and there were a couple of things we got from media day that are refining what we're doing. Oh, okay. Um, so a couple of payoffs from that, and then um, how, obviously Dan's a little distracted right at the minute. So this, yeah, this is also bad podcasting. But uh, how different is it than the one mock-up? he shared in the group chat a lot. Oh, week ago. not, not, not far. Just some minor stuff that we picked up from, you know, stuff sticking out of people's you know, untucked shirts and stuff, you know? Yeah. Okay. And some of it from other teams too. Like we've seen other leaks and other refinements and. Have you seen the uh, mock-up and, of the um, new England X Jersey? Uh, no. So there's a, a leak running around out there that New England's New Jersey is there is kind of like Rangers blue with a giant white X across it with the uh, sponsor logo kind of d- dividing it in the middle. That sounds awful. Uh, the logo probably ruins a really interesting... I mean, it kind of does have Marvel Universe vibes to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's real or not. Hmm. Somebody put it in the uh, kit section of your Discord. Oh. If I remember, that's where I saw it. I'll go back and look. You have to go there and see if you saw saw that. And I've seen the LA third, the green, you know, the the dark green and black half panel. Apparently, the the third's all going to have like a a city branding rather than a um, sponsor. The sponsor's going to be on the back, supposedly. People are, is the leak. So that's. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's right. the oh, it looks like a Scotland jersey. Yeah. Wow, that's not as terrible as it sounded. The well the sponsorship is terrible, but the pattern's not bad. Yeah, it's not a cross, it's an X. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Scotland flag, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Scottish yeah. flag. Okay. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. um Well, I'm glad you got to make it out to practice today, Buzz. Thanks, man. It was when, so, so you nice. don't get to see them again until when? Well, the inter game is this weekend, then they go to Spain. So it's like or Monday or whatever the game is, and that's it basically. Like yeah. they're they're leaving. And so when they come back, so it'll basically be February before I'll see them again. But other than the games, we'll get to watch the games. Both those games are being 
stream? Oh, uh, the uh, Miami game is being streamed. The Miami's game is being streamed. The New Mexico game is not being streamed, but it's at a time I can't go. I could have gone because of media, but it's in the middle of the afternoon. I have a um, game I'm producing that day, so ah, I can't. Okay. I can't go. But Dan will go to that one and cover that one, and, and I'm sending photographers. And, and stuff. we think they're streaming games from Spain. I'm told for sure they're streaming some, and that the club was working on streaming the ones that aren't being officially streamed by the whatever the little fakey tournament they're going to be involved in. You know, like when you, I don't know if you remember when Dallas would go to Lamonga or when they went to Arizona, like the official quote unquote games from that quote unquote tournament, they, they stream them. But then they roll out these scrimmages just against whoever over at a field that usually has refs. So they're trying to, they're, they're real games, but they're just not in the tournament. They're trying to figure out how to get some of those other ones. No promises, of course, but there'll be some of them will be streamed for sure. All right. I'm told. And I'll end this conversation with a question from one lifelong Cowboy fan to the other. Mm. Are you mad they're keeping McCarthy? No, I don't, I don't worry about coaches too much. I, um, I'm not surprised at all. They're keeping McCarthy. Cause if you have three straight 12, one seasons and make the playoffs, you know, often the Cowboys in the past two decades have failed to even be 800, 800, 500. So, I'm not surprised they're keeping him. He's won two of the last three NFC East titles. You know, not surprised at all. Okay. Plus, Jones doesn't like to fire guys early. He likes to let their contracts run out. He's got one more year to go, I think. So, mm, okay. I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. You know, I'm aware that they have deficiencies that are keeping him from winning the title, but I'm not sure you can fix them in one season, what those things are. All right. There's Cowboy Talk. Yeah, Cowboy Talk. On the uh, soccer pod. Yep. All right, man. Great talking to you. Yeah. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you for being here. It's like 30 years of doing this. I know. 27, but yeah, almost 30. All right. Congratulations, Buzz. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thanks. I'm glad everybody's here for the ride, hopefully. Yeah. Give Buzz more of your money, people. Do it. (laughs) Thanks. Third Degree the Podcast has been brought to you by Soccer90.com. Your spot for all that MLS gear, Premier League, Syria. uh, Man, if you want it out of Europe, they got it. National team stuff. Soccer90.com. They got everything. Jerseys, tees, scarves. Getting more soccer gear by the day. Third Degree listeners get 20% off when you use the code Third Degree at checkout. 20% off. Code Third Degree. Soccer90.com. Some exclusions apply. All right. Uh, We will uh, thank you, FC Dallas Curious fans. We will uh, be back and talk more. Uh, I I don't know if I'm going to the Miami. I have my Miami game ticket. But the weather will be the indicator of whether or not I actually attend the game. And if I go, I'll have a full report. How about that? Sweet. Okay. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Buzz. Thank you, uh, FC Dallas Curious fans. We'll speak to you next week in another episode of Third Degree, the podcast. Come back soon, Dan. Third Degree, the Third Degree Nair podcast. Third Degree, the Third Degree Nair podcast. Third Degree, the Third Degree Nair podcast. Third Degree. Green Air Podcast.